Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. So just a few minutes ago, we read our mission statement, right? Our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, wholeness to our community and and to our world. That's right. And so one of the ways that we are trying to uh, live that out is we've got teams who have gone to Kenya. We've had teams that's gone to Germany. And now we've got a team that's been going. Now we've been actually been severing, sending several teams. Uh, and just in terms of our teams that are going out around the world, not just in the state of Alaska, but we've, we've had teams that have now gone down to Mexico, to Topeak, Mexico several times. And actually even before then we had teams that went down to Mexico and some other areas. So we have quite a history now with Mexico. And this is our latest team that went. And uh, I'm going to introduce Brad. Brad serves on our leadership team, amongst other things, and then helped, uh, that's right, and, and the greeter team. Usher. Usher team. Oh, and the usher team, yeah. But um, Brad was one of the leaders of this trip, so I'm going to let you introduce the rest of the team. And they get to share with us today uh, what they saw in terms of what God's been doing down in, in Topeka. Awesome. Thank you. Well, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. Yes, we learned that, didn't we? Um, I just want to say good morning and uh, thanks for coming out and listening to us today. We definitely had a privilege of going down to Mexico, uh, visiting Nana's house, uh, Topeak, um, La Fuente churches, and we we couldn't have done it without your help. So right off the bat, for those of you that were praying for us, that helped us financially, uh, so many thanks to you. This trip, uh, it went off without a hitch. Uh, praise God on that one. Uh, we had a goal, fundraising goal. And uh, we hit it almost to the dollar before we left. So praise God on that. That, that worked very well. Um, so the team, awesome team that we went with this year. Uh, next to me is uh, Charity Bowers. Uh, her daughter, uh, Carly, was also with us. She's not here today. Uh, Vicki Mackey uh, comes all the way in from the valley, by the way, to attend this church. And uh, we were privileged to have her. Andy and Lily McGee. Um, long-time members of the church, and uh, I've known Andy for a long time. The rest of the team I didn't know, so that was a little scary starting out. And at the end, we've got uh, Linnea Shaw, uh, one of our younger members of the team. And uh, so there it is. There's our team. Uh, yes, sorry about that. Good job. Uh, uh, Dave and Lori Doms were also members of the team, and uh, it was fantastic having them there, too. They're down in Kansas City right now. So before we left, uh, we did a study called uh, when, uh, Helping Without Hurting for uh, Short-Term Missions. And it was a great uh, chance for us to get to know each other and kind of get our minds straight on why we were going down there. So we wanted to share a little bit about that today. Um, so I'm going to ask some questions on that. Charity, in the first couple of meetings, they really asked some tough questions of us. Well, what was one of those questions, and what did you think about that? So I think um, for me, I didn't really go into um, the class or even sign up for the mission with any expectations. Um, it was about relationships for me and what I was going to get out of it, which 
good, bad, or indifferent. Um, one of the tough questions was, how do we help without hurting them? Like, um, going down there with our own agenda. I think Dave Dom struggled with that question as well. Um, he was like, holy heck, what am I doing? Um, and I didn't think that I would go down there um, and push my way to my way. And I, I'm pretty grateful that the church here, Community Covenant, has um, built those relationships. So at the, at the end, um, and I'll tell you a little story before, but at the end it was um, that we had already built those relationships and we had already had a relationship with them. And so we weren't going in there with our own agenda. We were walking alongside of them. Um, my story, and I did very well throughout the week, our last, um, our last working day was in Compostela, and um, most of us here on this, the people that are here, we're giving paintbrushes. And Lily and Vicky and my daughter Carly were giving little itty-bitty tiny watercolor brushes, if you will, and was told, um, okay, let's go paint all these huge walls. And I was like, huh? Um, Brad, can, I'll buy out of my own pocket a roller. Like, can we go to Home Depot and get a roller? And Brad was like, what are you doing? Nope, that's your way. That's not their way. So, therefore, we started painting with brushes, and Brad and I did the walls, and, and Andy did the ceilings, and um, we did it with paintbrushes. Um, so, not my way, their way. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, first or second meeting, I looked over at Dave, and, and he had this really puzzled look on his face, and I said, Dave, what's going on? What are you thinking about? And he said, you know, I don't know if we should be going, because the questions were, we're spending all this money and really, when you come back home, the studies show that not much changes. So why are we going? Well, we'll get to why we went. Vicki, uh, the series kind of went on to challenge us to make it not about the tasks, not about the things that we did uh, while we were there. What, what did that do for you? What, what did it do to your heart while we were down there in Mexico? Well, I been on a previous mission where I went completely, completely unprepared with another church. And while I was down there, I kind of like felt lost and confused about what am I supposed to do while I'm here. So when I joined this team, I really, I didn't know any of these guys. So this, this opened me up to feeling like I could work with these guys and loving them. And then I had to learn well, I'm not going down there to work with these people. Instead, I instead of having to bang on a to-do list, which we did have, but it wasn't the top priority. It was just to, to love on these people and be there for what they needed from us. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their little thought came to mind, a saying has come to my mind over the last week, and, and I ran it past Marcy. She said, no, don't use that. But I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's not about the do, it's about the who, right? It's about the people we met while we were there. So, um, there's yeah, the brushes. Yeah, there's the work. Uh, unfortunately, the pictures that you're seeing is, is all about the do, right? Because if we took pictures of, of the who, the conversations and all that, you just have a bunch of pictures of people standing around talking to each other. And how exciting is that? So just realize that what we're talking about is a little different than what you're seeing up on the screen. Uh, 
so Andy, there was three things that we really talked about that we needed to do or that we should do while we were down there in Mexico during the study. What what were they? Well, they they were. We wanted to go and we wanted to learn, wanted to encourage, and we wanted to fellowship. And uh, it seems to be pretty unanimous. But uh, I had seen these teams speak in church before, and I've been intrigued about wanting to go for a few years now, or a couple of years now at least. And uh, and Lily does the Spanish immersion program, so when she got old enough that she was going to be able to go, I really wanted to do that with her. So for me, I didn't really know what I brought to the team or what I was, how I was going to be able to help. But uh, you know, we went down there to learn from them and and also maybe to encourage and maybe teach. And I think that all three of those things were definitely a two-way street. Um, and I had heard that from previous teams that, you know, I went down there kind of with my mind's eye of what I was going to get, and I got something totally different but amazing. So uh, that was what I came into this with. Sweet. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. It really takes your mind away from worrying about getting things done. And if you don't worry about that, you just worry about the relationships, getting to know, asking them about their struggles and what we can pray for them. Um, that, that really takes away the frantic pace of trying to get stuff done while we're there. So, well done. All right, can we bring up the uh, map of Mexico just to kind of let you guys know where we're at? There we go. There's Topeak, kind of in central Mexico there uh, on the west side. We fly into Puerto Vallarta, just so you know. Go ahead and bring up the next map. There we go. There's Topeak. Uh, You can see there uh, Pantanal was one of the churches that we served at. Uh, Compostela, we've been there several times in the past, so people that were here uh, at other trips know about Compostela. But Topeka is the main church um, and the main city. It's uh, about 300,000 people, 3,500 feet up in the mountains, and it's a three-hour van ride to get there from Puerto Vallarta on a very scary road. <laughs> yes. So calling this a Nanas House trip is a little bit of a misnomer because we do spend a lot of time with the Nanas House kids, but... We also spend time uh, throughout the day, and you can go ahead and roll the uh, pictures of the church work again. Uh, throughout the week, we do go to uh, those churches, and we do help. Um, we've served with the children's ministries. Uh, we did some work, and uh, we went to the services at, at all the churches we were at. So there's just a few questions about that. So, Lily, on our first morning we were there, right after our long plane uh, overnight, uh, we went to a small church called San Juanito. Uh, where you met, and you play with a lot of the kids and everything. So tell us about your friend, Dora. So Dora comes from Adeleni, who's a little five-year-old who attends San Juanito with her friend-slash-older sister figure, Cynthia. And me and Carly got to know them, and then Adeleni comes running out with her big Dora stuffed animal, and she got so excited. So then we run upstairs with Cynthia and Adeleni, and we play for a little bit before the church. And we, and I sh- try to explain to them where Alaska is, and it was very difficult, but it worked out because now they know that we are not Russians. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. At one point along the week, we they were talking to the Nassau kids about where we're from, and they said, "Yeah, we're part of the U.S. Uh, it's Alaska," and they're like, "No, no, no, no. They're they're Alaskans. They're not they're not Americans. They're Alaskans." Uh, and they're like, yeah, like the Canadians, right? And we're like, no, no, we're Americans. Uh, so we, we had to set some things straight there. Uh, Linnea, we worked with the uh, five to seven-year-olds that day. Um, 
uh, we had brought along a project that uh, the folks here gave us to take down. And uh, so what did you take away from working with the five to seven-year-olds? Um, it was super fun. Uh, we had a great time. I think for me it was cool to spend a little time with um, one of the girls who was helping in the class. Her name was Dulce. I think she was a freshman in high school. And it's really cool to see kids those age who are getting involved in children's ministry and really um, thriving there. And it was really neat to see some of the young men getting involved in the children's ministry too. And um, both there and then later at another church in uh, Pantanal. Um, it was fun for me as someone who taught Sunday school for quite a while to see that it's kind of the same everywhere. Kids will tell you stories you didn't ask to hear. They'll tell you inappropriate things. They'll say really sweet and insightful things, and they'll yell a lot. So it was kind of nice to see, like, it's just as chaotic and wonderful there as it is here in Eagle River. Yeah, and we're in a church that's block walls and maybe two rooms, and it was just still no difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right, Charity, while we're there at... um, San Juanito, uh, Dave had a kind of an interesting experience. Do you want to relay that one for us? Yeah. Um, Dave and another young man who is a brother of one of the pastors that uh, we hung out with, um, his name is Isai, and he goes to college in uh, Mexicali um, and was visiting, just so happened to be visiting. Um, Dave went on a prayer walk with him throughout the city, and or throughout the city town not a city um the town and prayed over the town with him and uh i think that was pretty powerful for both isa and dave um i've been talking to isa since we've left um and he that prayer walk has um i think put a lot of thoughts into his head i think yeah, he's a, a good young man and is uh, was pretty changed by that. I think Dave was too, actually. All right. Uh, another church we went to is uh, Pantanal. Um, it's the newest church plant for uh, La Fuente. Um, brand new. They've got a young couple, um, Enrique and Andrea. And uh, it was awesome. We worked there during the day. Uh, but one of the things that really hit me was later that night, it was just a bunch of guys standing around in the back um, under a tarp that was leaking rain on us, and we were just telling stories and just talking to folks. Uh, what's that? Hurricane rain. Hurricane rain, yeah. The, the hurricane did not affect us all that bad, contrary to the video you might have seen uh, that we put out. Um, anyway, um, so we were back there just talking, and uh, Dave did an awesome job throughout the week of asking people about their story, what we could pray for them, what support we could give them, and so that's what we were doing. We were just standing around in the back uh, talking. Pastor Monkey, for those of us, it, honestly, that's what we call him, Pastor Monkey. Um, his name is Luis, but he, nobody uh, calls him that. Uh, Pastor Enrique, Andy, Dave, and a guy named Aurelio, and we were just standing around, we were talking, and asking what we could pray for them for, what they needed prayer for. And um, they talked a lot about the drug cartel in the area uh, and the fact that it's a generational thing. We're not talking about just a single generation of people working for the drug cartel. We're talking multi-generations. Uh, so to be able to pray for them to be able to stop that uh, is, is going to be hard. But, but God can do it, right? Yes, he can do it. So... 
standing next to Aurelio. Um, we were just talking. We asked him what his story was. And he's an older gentleman, probably 60, and he currently owns a chicken restaurant. But honestly, uh, he was a drug dealer in Portland, Oregon, um, before he found Christ. And that's his story. Um, it was amazing to see him there as the main supporter of that church, right? So how is that done without God's love? How? <clears throat> anyway, pardon, pardon me on that one. It's just, it's amazing. We saw stories like that throughout the week, um, day in and day out. So, Andy, we met uh, the, the Enrique and Andrea, who are going to be the full-time pastors at Pantanal. Now, let me tell you something. Full-time pastoring in Mexico is not like here. Uh, every full-time pastor down there has another job. They can't support themselves uh, through the work of the church. So they have people that are, uh, Keeley is, owns his own solar business. Uh, there's electricians, uh, painters. So it's, it's not easy. Uh, not that it's easy here, but it's not easy there either. So, uh, anyway, we met Enrique and Andrea. Uh, don't tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, um, you'll as the pictures scroll through. There's a picture of the two of them, and Enrique's showing his muscles when we were working. But uh, so when you get to that, that's the ones we're talking about. But they were a young couple. They actually picked us up at the airport when we got there, and um, and it was and so we had a three hour van ride, and and Dave was interrogating them most of the way. Just uh, to just to hear their story, and so you know, we got to hear about um, Andreas from a very traditional uh, Mexican family, and and so we we learned about their courtship and how he kind of had to earn her parents' respect and 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 get their blessing to to uh, propose, and you know, kind of kind of heard a lot about their courtship, and it was neat to hear a lot of the a lot of the same challenges that we hear, you know, in in our culture too, and, and that was pretty neat. And, uh, and then just to see that they've both uh, really dedicated themselves to their church and to the, the La Fuente whole body, but specifically to Pantanal. And uh, it was just really neat to hear their story and to see a young couple like that that are, that are working together and have dedicated their life together uh, working for their church. And, and they were at, not just at Pantanal, they, we saw them all week, through, you know, whether driving us around or, or working at other churches, too. All right, Linnea, our uh, final church stop of the week was Compostela. Um, so tell us about Pastor Keeley and, and what we saw and what we did there. Um, so Compostela, it was a really, really beautiful town. It was really wonderful. But um, they, it's a really broken town as well. There's a lot of problems with drugs and prostitution and Pastor Keeley told us lots of stories about really young people getting into drugs and um, people whose lives had been broken by drug cartels. But he also told us a lot of stories of people's lives being changed and turned around um, and people who were getting involved in the church. And um, it was really amazing uh, to see the heart that the church had for this community and um, they, there was a drug rehabilitation center very close to the church, and they, it was not affiliated with the church, but they would go twice a week and bring everyone from the rehabilitation center to the church. Um, and, I mean, when we were there, it seemed like 
a big part of the congregation was these people from the rehabilitation center. So that was really, really neat. Yeah. And we were there doing a construction project because they were expanding their church because on Sunday they have no more room. So pretty awesome uh, that that's happening. All right. Well, uh, the rest of the week, we kind of messed around uh, with uh, uh, Nana's house. Uh, we have a, had a relationship with Nana's house here at the church for about four years. Uh, this is our fourth trip uh, down there. Um, the relationship started because Pastor Todd at a previous church uh, had a relationship with Mary Jo um, and Dwight. And so we've continued that here. Um, it is my privilege. This is my third trip down there, and, and I'm amazed every time we go. Um, you have to know, though, that the, the kids at Nana's house have some pretty rough beginnings, right? Um, just like we talked about drugs, prostitution, uh, human trafficking, it's, it's all there, and that's where they start. And so understand that we didn't just go down there and play with a bunch of kids. Um, there was more, more to it than that. Uh, can you tell us about Noe, Jerry? Yeah. Uh, Noe is a little boy. He's uh, 12. Um, he, the first six years of his life, was raised in a prison. Um, and then the next six years of his life, he was uh, raised by his grandmother that bound him up every day. Um, and we, uh, several of us actually, uh, got the opportunity to go shopping with him on, I think, Wednesday night. Um, and we went to go and buy a pair of shoes for him. Um, Carly and I had some pretty crazy conversations about um, what that looks like. Like, I'm sure most of us have two or three pairs of shoes. Um, and Noe has his own pair of shoes now. That was pretty powerful. The other, the, we... I think uh, Vic, or Lori went with us, Andy was with us, Brad was with us. But, yeah, we took about five kids. I was taking a siesta. You were, yeah. <laughs> you took lots of siestas. <laughs> um, we, were, we were pretty tired. Um, by midday when the siesta came about, we were all pretty um, mentally worn and physically worn down. But at any rate, um, Noe, Noe was an, a neat little kid. So quickly, the picture, you're going to probably ask yourself, can we back up one? Uh, that picture was at the Church of Pantanal, and it was on the screen. It was centered on the screen, and then in front of the screen was a projector, and we thought, why are they projecting that? It kind of looks like a fish. That's cool. Jesus fish. I like it. It makes that's sense. That's cool. The, the Alaskans, you know, yeah. salmon. I was like, Brad. Really? They, wow, that's that? so cool. Well, you know, we had complained, you know, the whole thing about let's do it our way. We complained about the fact that there was only one light bulb in the whole church, right? Just one light. So we were trying to paint with one light. Well, that one light was what projected that image. That was from a light bulb. So we were meant to be there. That's we took it as a message anyway. We thought it was cool. All right, Lily, uh, the first Sunday, uh, we got a chance to hang out with the kids of uh, Nana's house and, and throughout the week. Can you tell us about some of the fun and what we did and kind of what you thought of the kids there? So one of my favorite things that we did with the kids out of the whole trip was we took several of them to this covered basketball court at the park down from where we were staying, and we taught them how to play ultimate frisbee. 
and they picked it up really fast, and we were having a great time. And then Tonya, who was one of the girls, was trying to cover six-foot-tall Dave, and she tripped on the unpaved cement, and she twisted her ankle. So we only sent one kid to the hospital. And Just one. Yep. But then the whole, she was still watching, and we still had a great time. So that, that was probably my favorite part. So knowing the background of these kids, did they seem any different than us? No, and they're really strong for what they have been through, and they get really excited for, and they appreciate everything that they have for even though there's many things that they don't have. And their, their relationship with each other, even though, they're not, uh, even though some of them are related and some aren't related, they just have a brother and sister friendship that any family should have. Yeah. So that picture, um, we're standing in front of the new Nana's house. Um, that is going to be the, the home of the girls' uh, dorm. Uh, the boys' dorm is probably right where we're standing. Yep, that's Alaska there. Um, anyway, <clears throat> we planted the flag on that picture, by the way, so that was pretty cool. Uh, they need help. They, uh, they, we, they need resources to be able to finish that. They're at the point where they're trying to put the roof on and stuck on the outside, so um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Linnea, um, it was really amazing for us, like we've talked about, to see kids with such awful stories have such joy. Um, what struck you with, with, about that and how they interacted with each other? Um, so I think one of the coolest part of the trip for me was getting to uh, sit with the kids during the worship service at La Fuente and seeing, yeah, the joy that they had. And it just struck me that it's so amazing that these kids um, got to get to live in a place where they get to know Jesus I just think that's that's amazing. And a huge testament to that, um, like Lily was saying, was how they treat each other. And they treat each other like brothers and sisters um, with so much love, and they look out for each other. Um, so, yeah, that was really neat to see. Yeah. Uh, throughout the week, it amazed, amazed all of us how that happened. So, Andy, on a couple of days, we got a chance to uh, do some projects, do a little teaching. But what did you take away from that, and what was it that we did? Well, the, uh, the kids are homeschooled at Anna's house, and so one day we got to teach them a class that was part of their academic class for the day. And uh, Linnea led a Bible study in Spanish to begin with, which was pretty neat to, to hear. And then uh, Brad uh, led a, a lesson on airplanes, how they fly, the parts of them and everything, and he translated the you know, found the translations for the different parts of the airplanes in Spanish, and we we uh, he talked to him about what each control surface does, and then we we got one of the boys to sit in a chair and hold his arms out, and he was the airplane, and so we were showing him, you know, which way left and right and up and down, and and uh, what the control surfaces did. So that was pretty neat. And then uh, to culminate that lesson, we we uh, Brad brought a bunch of balsa wood gliders and, and the little airplane-powered or rubber band-powered uh, gliders, and we built those with them and then had a little flying competition with them, and then we took them out on that same basketball court and, and got to see how far we, we could make them fly, and, and the kids loved it. I mean, they were uh, – they 
you know, they could really tell what they had learned. You know, they knew what the different parts of the airplane were going to make it do, and they were kind of tuning it and moving the wings to make it do different things. And uh, and then just their ingenuity on, uh, you know, with the rubber band powered ones, you know, you put the rubber band on and then you have to wind the propeller to make it work. And and uh, we were we were getting ready to do a construction project with them, and one of the kids grabbed one of the drills, and he figured out how he could put the propeller in the drill and slowly turn it and help it wind the propeller for him. So just to see their ingenuity was really neat. And then the last part of that that I mentioned, we, we helped them build uh, personal wooden boxes for themselves, So they and the, they eventually they'll have locks on them. And Mary Jo said that, you know, living in an, an orphanage like that group home, kind of you don't have any personal space really, so they don't... It, it was going to be their personal space to, to lock up, you know, their personal belongings or whatever. So that she said the boxes were going to be really important for them. But we sat down with just raw cut wood and, and put them together and built them. And uh, we finally got them constructed, and then we were putting the hinges on them. And, uh, and I, I, showed the, I showed this one little girl how to, how to do – I helped her do hers, and then she brought one of her friends over, and, and we did that. And then I moved on to, to work on some other boxes, and I, I look over, and, and she's grabbing other boxes and putting hinges on by herself. And she's probably 13 with the drill. And so it was just really neat to see them dive right in and just their ingenuity and, and, uh, and how, how smart they were. It was really well, And it just amazes us how they're not afraid of adults, right? I mean, what they live through, you'd think they'd be really standoffish. Not at all. Not, not one bit. Um, all right, Charity, uh, one of our favorite team members down at La Fuente, we got to meet with all week, and he was around us and helping us, was Jonah. Well, tell us a little bit about Jonah. So um, as of this morning, he says hello. Thank you for praying for him. Um, I've talked to Jonah almost every other day since we've been back. But anyway, he's um, a 22-year-old kid, um, grown up in Colorado Springs. His dad is a pastor. Um, and I asked him to share his story with me alone and then again with the, the team. Uh, he uh, readily admitted that he was going down the wrong path um, when he was a teenager, 15 years old, getting into drugs. Um, and his dad was like, eh, let's go to a mission. So they went on a mission, um, I think to Topeka, actually, or somewhere in Mexico. And he came back, and he was like, eh, went on his way and continued his ways. Um, again, his dad said, let's go on another mission. I think he was maybe 16 at that time. Um, and he came back and uh, did not, it didn't, nothing. So he was continuing with his road and he got a job at Walmart and he put a big old sound system in his car. And uh, that's what kids want to do. And uh, his dad said, let's go on one more mission before you become you know, an adult, and it gets crazy, and you're not going to be able to do that as easily. His mom, when uh, she was buying plane tickets to go on this mission, said, Jonah, I am going to buy you a one-way ticket. And he was like, what are you talking about? He said, she said, you're not going to come back. Mom, I just put a sound system in my car. I'm coming back. And uh, Jonah has not returned to Colorado Springs. And I asked him why. He said, this is where I'm supposed to be. His mission is to make sure that um, any 12-year-old does not get addicted to drugs. 
He has his own um, youth group that he is in charge of. Um, Cool story. I think it shows that you can't run from grace, the grace of God. You can't run from the love of God. Uh, Yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah. I I, I guess I want to say that um, throughout every single church that we went to, the youth were involved with the youth. The older youth were involved with the younger youth. And that, I think I talked about that every night in debrief. Like, okay, how do we get that in our community? Um, let's, let's reach out. Colleges, Lene, sorry, Lenny and I had multiple conversations about college outreach. Anyway, yeah, yeah. big topic. Yeah, it was it was awesome hearing his story and and to see in the involvement, it's just amazing the you know twenty something young men that are a year old young men that are involved in our church is is impressive and so if we can do that here, it'd be outstanding. Uh, Vicky, we we definitely ate well during our stay <laughs> thanks to uh, Mary and uh, Saud and Miguel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, when we first got there, they. Well, they fed us the best food, but they always, like, when we prayed and we'd sit down to eat, and they would go sit off in a corner, and we're all just kind of like, man, we, we need to get them to eat with us or something. This just don't feel right. And so with time, we finally, we got them to pray with us before the meals, and we actually got them to sit down with us for a few meals. And they finally relaxed enough with us. We asked them their testimony of how they ended up serving the church. And um, Mary and Salud, um, they they had a very successful business, and they weren't saved. They didn't know God, and everything crashed on them. They just they lost it all, and that's when they got saved. They they found Jesus, and they started serving the church. And Mary started cooking for the church, and. They're, they 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 just became like part of our team, part of our group. We just it was really heartbreaking to leave them. Yes, and just a little side note for anybody that um, has uh, heard about the Smash Immersion program. The person that did our um, translating that night was Lily, and Lily's in the Smash Immersion program. So it was outstanding to see her do that, and she did that throughout the week. Um, I, I don't know much, and so I was kind of like, eh, most of the week, but uh, the younger part, members of our team were fantastic. So anyway, if you have any questions, we're going to be out in the uh, uh, entryway there uh, after the service. We're also going to be taking sign-ups. There is a possible trip going out in March. Um, we have a uh, short video that we want to do uh, play and then a couple of wrap-up uh things and then we'll be done actually if you if the team is done sharing i'm going to pray for you guys right now okay and then and i'll let you put your chairs away and then we'll we'll see the video if that's okay so i just want to i just want to thank god uh for for this team and what they experienced and the fact that um they represented us to to topeka so thank you so much for representing community covenant church and helping to fulfill our mission so let's pray together lord thank you for this team uh, thank you for what you allowed them to witness and to see. Thank you for expanding their hearts. And thank you for the opportunity to make connections with your church, with your mission, specifically in Topeka and Nana's house and the churches down there. God, we just, it gives us a foretaste 
when we uh, stand with people from every nation um, at the feet of Jesus and worship him. We just thank you for that. May it inspire us, we pray. And um, we just continue to pray for the needs of Nana's house, for the kids there and the places in their hearts and life where they continue to need to uh, find uh, hope, healing, and wholeness. Lord, we pray for those churches and uh, for the needs that they have, and may they uh, continue to discover that you are more than sufficient to meet their every need. And God, thank you for how you work and for revealing it to us and allowing us to be a part. Thank you for this team. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you guys so much. You can grab your stools, head on down. And so we've got a video for you to watch. Well, uh, we've had a relationship with uh, Mary Jo and Nana's house now for about five years. And it's just our, our hope that we can come down and we can fellowship with the folks of Nana's house. We can learn from how they worship here in Topeka. Uh, and encourage uh, everybody down here and the wonderful jobs that they're doing. We just uh, we love being here, we love meeting the kids, and we love being a great uh, source of support. Uh, I'm Mary Jo Hansen, and we are standing in front of the Nana's House Build. That's the girls' home. And actually, where we're standing will be the boys' home. So it's pretty cool. We're excited you guys are down here. It's awesome. And this is Rebecca, my daughter. Hi. Yeah, there is a block right now because we need to put the roof on. That's the biggest step right right now, that we need to get the roof on. And then it's a big project from there. It's a faith project. My husband and I really have a word from God that we're walking on the water. Don't look down. And uh, we know it's going to happen. And so we're just trusting God, uh, linking hands with people that, uh, you know, want to come down and really looking at what's going to bless the person who comes down here. We want to know what kind of talents and gifts you guys have what interests you guys because that really helps with this project this is a big community project it's not only reaching the children we're going to take on this whole community which is a lower income community and so we're very excited about the project but the biggest thing is here in the house it's first get the roof on then it's going to be finished building the rooms and then it's going to be the kitchen and and it's it's a big ongoing project that i know god is blessing so it's exciting or uh yeah we're visiting the kids and having a super great time hanging out with them it's amazing work <laughs> you just it's amazing i'm part of the nana's house mission team and we are in Topeka, mexico and this is the site of the new girls and boys dorm for nana's house that they're just building and it's so exciting to be here and to hear Mary Jo's vision for the future and some of the new programs that they're planning here and it's just been a great week so far. We were in the Sunday service last night and, and they had the lyrics on the screen and uh, my my Spanish is very limited but uh, I could pick up a few of the lines and in uh, of the lyrics and one of them that stuck out to me and I, I didn't understand the line above it or the line below it but the uh, the line was uh, "Sin ti Dios no puedo," which means "Without God, without you, God, I can't." And that just really stuck out to me, and uh, was a message that you know that, that I came down here for the right reason. Hey, I just want to thank Mary Jo and Becca, the whole team here, for giving us this great opportunity. We are excited about seeing this vision of the new um, children's dorm being built and the vision that's here and. 
You know, I just want to encourage you. It took me 30 years to go on a short-term mission trip. I was a pastor for over 30 years, and I always thought my job was to stay home and keep the fires burning and let the teams go. But as I'm here today, there's some sadness in my heart because I waited so long. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this video and God is stirring you, don't do what I do. Don't do what I did. Don't wait so long. Uh, respond to the opportunity to come on trips like this. Your heart will be greatly stirred in Jesus Christ. The worship last night, I sensed a touch of God um, like I hadn't in a while. There was a sense of Him just absolutely pouring out His love and just communicating His love and care for me. And being uh, yesterday morning in a new church plant, it was so great to see a young church with probably 30 kids and 30 adults and just worshiping Jesus Christ in, in uh, just a, an area of the city that had great need and, and doing a prayer walk with a brother around that area. So um, I want to encourage you, come, uh, make Nana's house uh, part of your service and ministry. Let Nana's house sink into your heart like it's sunk into mine. Thanks so much for listening. So our whole church is going to Topeka. Now, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe our whole church isn't going to go to Topeka in the spring. But maybe there's some folks here who need to think about going. And uh, there's opportunities in Topeka. We're working again with the missionaries in Germany to put a trip together for next summer for East Berlin. Um, there's going to be lots of opportunity to be involved in Western Alaska. We've already got some leaders and stuff uh, this coming summer. There is opportunity for everyone in the church to experience mission firsthand. And uh, what you find is, as, is, as, you, as you give, that wor Jesus' words are so true, it's more blessed uh, to give than... Or, I, I almost messed that up. More blessed to give than to than it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yes, that's what it is. All right, but the point is, in giving, you realize how much God gives back and and what uh, how rich it is. And so, our hope, our prayer is that everyone is involved in mission. Right. Life is mission, if you see those t-shirts around here. So as the worship team comes forward, I want you to know that after the service, uh, the Mexico team will be out there. Marcy, where's Marcy? She didn't hear anything. Marcy's right over here, our director of uh, uh, mission and mobilization. She can talk to you about the next trip to, uh, to Nana's house, but also um, she'll get your name on a list for Germany or if you want to be involved in Western Alaska and some of the villages this summer and other opportunities as well. So you can check that out after the service. Can I invite you to stand as we respond this morning?